0: Hello, everybody. This is going to be our quick, well, probably not that quick, but our Kill Code episode, because we did one for Street Lethal, and then Kill Code came out, so it's like, hey, let's do another one, because that was fun. Um, Chuck was nice enough to come and hang out, because nobody else did the homework and read the book. And I also have Oz, who wrote a whole bunch of reviews and morsels, and really just kind of drip-fed to the subreddit community. Uh, stuff from Kill
1: Code since basically the weekend after Gen Con? Uh, the weekend of Gen Con is when I picked it up. And then, yeah, it would have been the week after is when I started reviewing.
0: Yeah. Um, so I did a whole bunch of stuff on the hub with Oz. So I was like, you know what? You want to come talk about that thing that you farmed a bunch of karma off of? And he said yes. And here I am. And here we are. here we are. Um... Two things I want to get out of the way. We are going to do a Kill Code book giveaway via drive-through RPG gift card. Uh, details of that at the end because suspense, I guess. Um, and the second more official thing to get out of the way at the beginning is I was involved in the production of this book. I don't say that to brag. I just say that so that it's out there in case I say things and people are like, oh, well, why is he being so whatever about a thingamajig? It's like, well... um, Opti was crazy enough to be like, hey, I kind of want to ask you your opinion on some things, and then I signed some NDA agreements, and then we started talking about uh, what became Kill Code. I don't think I ever actually knew the, the name of the book. But it was super hard to not say anything about it, because it's like, the Matrix. And I guess uh, we can start off, the Kill Code is the Advanced Matrix book, and it has basically everything that Data Trails
1: should have been. Yes, this is, honestly, this should completely replace everything in Data Trails. Um, It is, in fact, the second Matrix book of 5th edition. Um, data trails went in a direction that I don't think anybody wanted it to go. And so now uh, they decided that CGL gave it another go and they asked uh, some of its probably biggest critics to help out on the book and it paid off.
2: I agree, it's a good book.
0: I'm going to be quiet and let you guys talk about some of the things real quick because uh, Oz wrote a whole bunch of stuff and Chuck is our Decker now, so Obviously, they have some things, just like general feelings on the book, that kind of thing. I probably should have written out some kind of itinerary or something for this, like a professional, but let's face it, that's that's not who I am.
1: Sounds like we're operating without an F, then. Chuck, take it away.
2: Oh, lovely. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Um, You're so welcome. So I was thinking we were going to start with going just chapter by chapter, because that would make sense for starting. And then that's how we also did
0: uh, the last one. Uh, yeah, I guess we could do that, but, um, oh my god, hi Twitch chat, man. Sorry, I'm also streaming this, because why not? Um, because why not? Exactly. Um, man, I'm glad I'm going to be able to truncate that silence out of there. Um, This is so great. <laughs> I'm bad at this, alright? The, I guess just general feelings that aren't, is good book. Like, what about it did you like on just the whole? And then we'll get into the specifics of it. Sure. That sounds good.
2: So one thing I like, um, is actually in the first chapter, they fixed some stuff. Uh, so in the core rule book, there was some questionable, like, how does this go? And they actually kind of eroded it. I don't know exactly if that's the right word. So that it, um, it makes sense. Like some of the rules are clearer or maybe they just added the erida that wasn't in the books. Oh, that was one thing I liked, and then also the history, going back to when when does it start? Matrix history from what two thousand eighteen?
1: Yeah, right around there.
2: Yeah, so that's well, I knew some of that, but uh getting a refresher, like, I didn't know the Echo Mirage team was much more predominant than I thought.
1: Yeah, actually, um, so my my little disclaimer is I am a huge lore nerd for Shadowrun stuff, so I've been voraciously reading this stuff since uh, second edition. My first exposure to it was the novel slash the Super Nintendo game, which is great. If you can find it, you should play it. Um, so having the Matrix history kind of uh, mm-hmm. compressed down into one book was just freaking <coughs> awesome, and um, they ended up Answering some questions that people have had over the past 25 years or so. Um, you have an
2: example of one there.
1: Uh, actually, Echo Mirage. Um, so in the original histories, it was well known that the first crash happened. The Echo Mirage team was, was originally a U.S. government, um, secret black hat hacker squad made of, uh, what is essentially U.S. cyber command. And they got wiped the frag out in like ten minutes. And so they ended up um hiring a whole bunch of Mavericks, your Linus Torvalds, your your Bill Gateses. And these are the crazy guys that went in there, essentially developed the first cyber deck, and um they they killed the fires. So that's all well known. What wasn't well known, and this was just what tickled me about the whole thing, is that the head of Echo Mirage, which is David Gavilan, rumored to be Damian Knight, head of Ares Macrotech, yada, 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 was the one that actually designed the crash virus. He was the one who gave it birth, and he's the one who took it out of this world. And he did it at the behest of another um, well-known shadow personality um, that's been in the in the background since the first edition of Shadowruns, so the 2050s, uh Thomas Roxborough, who, who had a controlling interest in universal omnitech, and also was a big wig in as technology up until basically this edition. So most of the problems with the internet can be laid directly at Echo Mirage's feet. And then they started talking about, okay, these these players are also responsible for the creation of the first cyberdeck. Um one is rumored to be an e-ghost that is also found in the Shadowrun Returns games. Uh specifically I want to say that was Dragonfall, but it might have been Hong Kong. I think it was Dragonfall. Uh Alice? Yes. Alice Hefner. That was uh That was Dragonfall.
2: Yeah. I didn't realize that was Alice Hefner in the game.
1: That's that's the rumor. It's the um they hinted heavily at it, and I know some people have been complaining about Shadowrun Returns not being part of the canon lore for the Shadowrun universe. That's a discussion for a completely different time, but CGL and Harebrained and Microsoft and all of them have been working really hard to unite everything under the same canon.
0: But that's the kind of thing that, like, they're all using the same, the same names. They're just kind of different versions of Superman, basically.
1: Yeah, for, uh, somewhat that is, that is accurate, although they've been, they've been adding Shatter and Returns characters into the current lore. Like, they actually, Fierce Winch from Dragonfall, the, the, the crazy dragon, wasn't actually a thing until Dragonfall, and now is showing up in the lore. But, that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about Kill Code, which is awesome. It's a good book. And
0: that statement warms my cold black heart, because, uh, Opti went out on a limb when he started talking to some people who weren't actually, like, actually freelancers. And I could not, I don't want to think about what would have happened if the book wasn't as well received as it has been so far. <laughs> you know, it would have been like, well, we tried the crazy thing, let's just burn it all down.
1: Well, we we have to realize that the um, the burn it all down, uh, fuck the haters, well, I I shouldn't say fuck, we're, we're broadcasting, but... Um, fuck. Oh, Two it's,
0: times it's definitely flagged as explicit.
1: Excellent. Okay, so um, the fuck-the-haters tactic has been used by Catalyst Game Labs since about 20 minutes after War came out, which is one of their first big releases in 4th edition when they took over the property right around year 20. So about you know, it up on 10 years ago. And that kind of antagonism between critics and CGL has kind of colored all of their releases up until recently they've had one or two good ones and a lot of bad ones and I, I am hoping to call Kill the Code the start of a, a new trend where we're working together instead of bashing heads um, but unfortunately what one release does not a trend to make well what did you think of Street lethal I did a miniature review on it. I went through it. Um, it reminds me a bit of Street Samurai Catalog back from the early days, second edition. Um, there were some definite layout issues. Um, I had some issues with the content. I was as impressed with it as I was with Kill Code. Um, my, my biggest thing was there's a lot of stuff in here that is off limits to the players. It's, there's a lot of DM stuff and there was just a lot of bitching from players. They couldn't play with these toys. And I'm looking at them like, I don't want you guys playing with these toys. That would be crazy. You don't want your players having jetpacks? No. No jetpacks. No maglev. No gravity grenades. No portal guns. None of that crap. No. (laughs)
0: Um, When Chuck and I talked initially, we were both really positive about Street Lethal. Um, Over time, I... I still like the book, but I feel that it is a failing about what it was supposed to be billed as. It was billed as an advanced combat book. And it's like, here's some cool guns and things. All of the crime stuff was awesome. But then it was like, here's a bunch of stuff on mercenaries and corp security, and here's a bunch of projects that nobody's ever going to touch. And I'm like, I can see where that stuff is useful to newer GMs and GMs who want to have more of that stuff laid out for them rather than Fumbling through it to figure it out themselves, but I just don't feel like that's an advanced combat book material. Um,
2: yeah, because I guess if it's advanced combat, you'd think it would have stuff, more stuff for players for sure. Because that's you know what those books are more for, not I, like the the lore books. Like um, what was it called? Market like panic, Dark Terror,
1: Complete Market trial. Panic,
2: Dark Terror. All those. You know, those are the GM books, and probably about fifty to sixty percent of uh, street lethal is that I found.
0: I was hoping for running gun two point oh. Yeah, I was that hoping would for agree. a bunch yeah. a bunch of guns, which I got. I was hoping for more armor stuff, which there's a, a tiny tiny bit of um I was hoping for maybe some vehicles that you could do weird stuff with. I was hoping for martial arts, maybe some adept power since they didn't get any in Forbidden Arcana. It's forbidden for a reason. Yeah, Um, but I know that there's two books coming up, uh, that they talked about in a video that they think they released at Origins. One is called No Future, which I think is supposed to be like an Attitude 2.0 kind of book. Um, don't quote me on that because I'm probably wrong. And then there's Better Than Bad, which I'm fairly excited for because it's a book that Opti has said that he has been pitching, I think, more or less since 5th edition started. Which is supposed to be the, the hooding book, which would be nice to get some punk back in a cyberpunk game.
1: Sure. So I, um, at, at Gen Con, I was, I was at the lore panel, uh, terrorizing the freelancers as I do. And, um, I, I ended up talking with, with Opti privately, um, a little bit after the, uh, after the panel. Um, and then at the panel, it was also said that better than bad is going to be coming up first. It's the next one coming up um it's going to have a lot of that stuff and one of the one of the questions asked is because everything was about magic run magic this magic that forbidden arcana blah 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 um where's the mundane toys and no future and better than bad are supposed to be having a lot more mundane toys specifically to counter magic which is cool um i would have liked to see maybe a little bit of that in killcode but at the same time, I'm glad it was really specialized on matrix stuff. Yes, there's some toys. It, it directly affects resonance abilities and, and matrix stuff. That's all good. Although I know there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some dissension on, on the toys.
0: I guess this is as good a time as any to put in the fact that I am also part of the errata team. So some of this stuff uh I fully intend to bring to their intention when I am able. Yes. For whatever that's worth. Um Yeah, no, I'm excited for better than bad because I want to see what comes out of that. Um when they mentioned it at the panel that it was gonna ha- Better Than Bad in no future we're gonna have anti magic stuff, did the room erupt into
1: cheers? Um there was an attempt to do so, yes. There was there was some applause. Um There was not so much the the, uh, erupting in cheers because everybody was afraid I was going to raise my hand again and start talking, but it was well-received. Well, I look forward
0: to that coming out and doing another one of these. Yeah, I'm looking
1: forward to doing another big uh, Carmelhoring grab of reviews on Reddit. You are
0: are welcome to do so, sir. (laughs) Um, Chuck, you got anything else about that stuff, or should we actually move on to Kill Code?
2: Well, the one thing I also wanted to say about Kill Code is the separation between rules and fluff is super clear in this book. And it's one yeah. of the
0: things I really like.
1: It's one of my favorite aspects. Yeah, the, the yeah. layout in this book was among the best layouts I've seen for 5th edition, easily. Top top three.
2: Yeah, they have all those red side panels doing the descriptions of you know the actual rules, crunchy bits. Only in the first chapter is one thing I'm a little sad about. I would have liked if they continued that. Oh no, they continue that into second it's, chapter as well?
0: It's really hit and miss throughout the rest of the book.
2: Yeah, yeah, but the first chapter is solid, and I think, yeah, the second one is the gear chapter, so there's, they continue it in there. Right. Um, I guess they kept the format for all the technomancer stuff that, like, qualities and all that, so I guess it's not, yeah, it's all nicely separated. There's still, there's no real, uh, well, what word am I looking for? Mixing, right?
0: Delineation. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's like the one fifteen cent word I know that fits that situation. Um, all right, then. So, as we briefly mentioned, the first, uh, the first actual chapter, because there's a the intro fiction which I didn't actually read because I'm a bad person, um, which I love is called "So You Want to Be a Hacker," which anybody else raising their hand for getting that reference?
1: Uh, I am raising my hand, or I might be lying about it
0: uh there was a game called Quest for glory that came out forever ago oh and,
1: my god yes and quest for, is
0: good yeah quest for glory four was so you'll want to be a hero and oh, I've, I've that used was... that as uh, my basic character generation device I like, came out all over the place that's so you'll want to be a shadow runner um giant pile of history lore stuff um and then it gets into fluff on the matrix and legit, Here is a red box with the specific actual rules.
2: Yeah, and I would say if you're new to the system and have kill code, don't read the core rules for uh, Matrix. Read this instead. It is just so much cleaner and set up nicely. You're still going to have to read the core for the actual actions, but everything else on explaining how things work and do stuff, this is just perfect.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, and for those who still don't want to crack open the core book and look at the massive matrix chapter for the commands, you can actually there's there's matrix cheat sheets that you can find online that just say here's the action, here's what you roll, here's what it's opposed by. Very nice. I, I highly suggest it's quick start rules for hacking and for rigging. They're just wonderful. But yes, having having everything basic matrix right there is wonderful. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, a couple things I wanted to point out was in the core rulebook, um, they s- don't say some things, and here they do. I'm just trying to look at my notes that I made. Uh, so one of the things that's not clearly stated is when you change the you're changing a device ownership using hardware skill instead of just the proper way. Um, it doesn't say that you need matrix access in core, but here it clearly explicitly states you need to be connected to the matrix while you're making that change. So you can't just be stuck in a Faraday cage and doing all your stuff. No, it needs to be connected. So you can still be trace iconed and stuff, uh, while doing the, you know, 24 hits, one hour per test, which makes it very clear that you're not supposed to be changing devices often, illegally anyway.
1: Not supposed to be doing it yourself. Much like making a fake sin, there are people that do that. So this is what gives the rise to chop shops and, and back alley electronic shops. Thematically, it's a good change.
0: It also brings it into line with, I believe, the German copy of the core rulebook states specifically that you need to be online.
2: Oh, okay.
1: That makes sense. the The Germans have much much better uh, edited books than we do. This is because bubble shame
0: Oh, they also get them like later on, so that there has been time
1: to be like, mm, mm, yeah, they get the, they get the second editions of everything.
0: Right.
2: They also they also you know are German to translate everything. So translating your fixing stuff, that might not make sense.
0: Yeah. Um, that's my
2: assumption, anyway. Makes it clear uh, that
0: the device can only be a slave and a master, yep, that's...
2: Yeah, so. yeah, because that was... I know when I was listening to someone's podcast, I can't remember, but it was like a Matrix 101, and they were saying that a device can be a master and a slave at all times, so your device limit, your de- number of devices you can have under you doesn't matter. And I go on Reddit, and they're saying, no... Exactly this. Only a slave or master, you know. Wanted, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what the the rules actually says. In core? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I not yeah, I,
0: not explicitly, but I'll be happy mm. to find you the page for that later. Um, the first new action, or the Yeah, the first new stuff that we get in that first chapter is the new matrix rules of reckless hacking and some new matrix actions. Um. Reckless hacking is a...
2: I have an opinion on reckless hacking. Okay, I, hit me. I don't really like it. I can see lots of abuse with it because, like, trace icon is a data processing. So if I spend a point of edge, right, I can still get a minus 10 because I need two marks. I guess we should explain what reckless hacking is first for those who don't know. Reckless hacking is you take a minus 5 to uh, to do an action without a mark. And then minus 10 to get two marks, and minus uh, 15 to get three marks. Uh, and if you glitch, it's supposed to be horrible, causing terrible stuff to your deck or whatever. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, sorry, what am I saying? Trace Icon takes two marks, so you get a minus 10. So if you, you know, spend a point of edge beforehand, you can Trace Icon when before you couldn't because you needed to hack. And now you can trace Icon without getting an Overwatch score.
0: So, the amount of times I see it come up where people are like, Hey, I got a Matrix Perception. I can just tell where everybody is. And it's like, eh, that's not really how that works. Yeah, you
2: can tell if they're within 100 meters, and that's it.
0: Yep. And you can't tell... That night errant icon from that night airing icon from that one down there. So you don't know which one is in the shop, which one is in front of you, and which one is, you know, taking a nap in the patrol car.
1: Uh, yeah. Unless you can physically see them with your own eyes, you have no idea which one of those is which in 100 meters. Is,
2: is that actually a thing if you can see them with your own eyes?
1: Yes. I talked to this is, this is, um, not actually listed, but I talked to Oppy about this to, in order to make sure. the intent is, um, if you can put, eyes directly on a device not an icon, but the device because icons inside a host are hidden blah blah blah, we'll get to that but if you can put eyes on it, you automatically spot it, it's there unless it's in silent mode, in which case you do the thing and it's going to pop up as, hey, there's a hidden thing it's right here, and then there you go, but no matrix perception is needed, you can see the icon right there, you can trace right to it, there you go
0: okay Which then makes the i can trace
1: icon without any marks thing not super relevant. Right. It's moot. Um, I I think reckless hacking can be a good and a bad. Um, Yeah, you can can pre-edge in order to add edge dice and make things explode, but the decker only has X amount of edge, and personally, if it makes that go a little bit faster to keep the flow going... I'm all for it. Um, most of yeah. the stuff people are going to want to do is, I don't want to get a mark on the file. I'm just going to edit it and boom, go. And it's like, hey, great.
2: So one of the problems I have is with my players in my home game is they get a com code, they will trace it all the time, and you know find out where the, their target is, and then get MacGuffin and do everything. So it makes you know finding. Uh, Makes, you know, the finding someone somewhere and doing something to them or abducting them, whatever, completely irrelevant.
0: How so, is that different than the search power?
1: I guess. It's the internet search power.
0: Um, that's one of the... And some of this stuff I'll bring up later as we get to some of the other things, like looper rounds. Um, so far, a lot of the complaints I've seen with reckless hacking involve things like entering a host, which is like... Mm. Entering a host doesn't require a test, so I don't think that that would be appropriate. Right. Um,
2: the other thing I can think of is you don't even need a mark to encrypt a file. So you could encrypt the uh, stream for somebody's cyber eyes without even hacking them.
0: But wouldn't you need a mark on their eyes to see the stream in the first place?
2: Well, it's to see the... Well, you don't have to do... No, because edit file is... Uh, I thought that's how it works because if you do edit file, you can send a stream
0: to someone, right? That would be Snoop. If you're like looking at somebody else's. Well,
2: it says the Matrix. Posted. Okay. Because uh, in the edit file action, if I open up Core, um, I believe it says uh, sending a stream to someone.
0: Control F save
1: me. There, I mean, yeah, you can use reckless hacking for that, but there are also new Matrix actions which can yeah, well. And the, the other toys, which will get you both of those things are probably better ways of doing it. And they also don't require marks. Um, so, go ahead.
0: yeah. So one of the things that this keeps coming up with stuff involving reckless hacking is things like the control device and that. And it's your, your matrix support character, who is the character that has the chance of pulling these off at negative 10 penalties was going to do it anyway. You mentioned in your home game, you have people. Find a com code, hack it, and trace it. How many times have they botched that hacking roll to get those marks on it in the first place?
2: Never, but it starts the uh, timer for Overwatch, so they can't just constantly trace ICOM.
0: True. And that may be a thing. I have a couple of ideas on how to bring it up to a Rata team. Um, Sadly, as always, certain things could always use more time in the oven. Um.
2: Uh So another thing that is, if a device, right, so if I spend a point of edge, I ignore my limit, and if I'm doing a sleaze action from a comlink, is that possible? Because if I ignore the limit. I never saw it explicitly stated anywhere. That if, uh, if a device has a zero, you can't do any of these actions.
0: So this has come up on the subreddit before, and the stance that I've always had there, and has always kind of been the, the go-to thing. Comlinks don't have a sleaze of zero. They have oh, they a sleeves of dash.
2: Yeah, of a null. Yeah, okay.
0: So you can't increase a null attribute because there is no attribute to increase.
1: Right. So if you want to attach a sleeve dongle to that comlink, yeah, okay. Then then you can use it, but they specifically, fluff-wise, there are four processors that each handle one specific aspect of a Cyberdeck. You've got your data yeah. processor, you've got your firewall, you're attacking your sleaze. And there are and your sleeves. And they're four separate cores, which is why you can actually swap them out. Comlinks only have two or a third if you add a dongle. So the it's the processing power literally doesn't exist. Ergo, you can't you can't use it to sleeves because the sleeves processor just isn't there, and the other two are hardwired in, which is. Something we see with the decks coming out, the security decks, the hunter decks, um, fixed attribute decks are basically the same type of processors that comics use. Okay, yeah. Um, moving on to some of the actual actions here. Uh,
0: Some of these do need a little tweaking, like those damn technomancers using calibration, which is kind of the, the matrix version of rally from the leadership skill of giving people more initiative. Uh, people already started. How does that?
2: How does that break stuff? Uh,
0: because you get a Technomancer, you get like six or seven sprites, and you're like, all right, I'll just keep oh. using Rally over and over again.
2: Right, stupid sprites.
0: Yeah. So that's uh, slightly problematic, but again, I got ideas to fix that. Uh, what sprite has e Uh
1: I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm sure one of them does. And that's, that's the thing that I would stop it with is if it doesn't have the e skill, you can't use calibration, obviously. Makes sense.
0: Uh, do you guys have an actual favorite? Because I know I have a favorite here in these, in these, uh, the new Major's um,
2: actions. The... I like, there's good ones. I don't know, there's some really nice ones that I like. I like Squelch. Just because it's kind of, kind of usually useless, but has very niche uses. What the squelch like do. Um Prevents a target device from calling or sending messages from a number of minutes equal to net hit scored. So just breaks communication. So actually, that's super useful, isn't it? You're about to take out a guy. You squelch him so he can't set and send the alarm, and then you take him out. In case it takes two turns or two actions.
0: Yep, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Another one I really liked was uh, I think it's masquerade, oh, the where one you make that... yourself you make yourself look like someone else, like a different persona think is what it is?
0: Uh, I don't remember what it is, but that sounds like what it is.
1: Yeah, Masquerade is the one where you get to pretend you're somebody else and, you know, you, yes, I am totally the Nigerian prince type of thing. Or, you know, I'm Kenneth Brackhaven, look at me, I'm governor of Seattle. <laughs> yes, send me your com codes and uh, go ahead and send me that bank account info for that uh, political donation you're making. Absolutely. So, um, Oz, did you have any favorite new action. Yeah. I've got I've got two or three. Um well there's only like I seven. Am, I know, right? <laughs> Pop up is probably one of my favorites because it's just like, yes, you're not going to be able to fire your gun because you are too busy closing all of these ads for Cialis. It is it's great. If I don't want somebody to get shot, I just throw it at them. Um I am the firewall is another one that's hotly talked about. It's like here, have free defense dice, which everybody loves. And because it can also be used as an interrupt action or a complex action, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll lose five initiative off of my 12 plus 5d6 matrix in it, and everybody gets, hey, here's another four dice to to soak. So I think those are my big two right now. But I Am The Firewall is probably a little overpowered. Maybe. Well, compared to Intervene, because Intervene does the same thing, but for one person, and it's only an interrupt, and it's just there there needs to be some, some delineation between I am the Firewall and Intervene.
0: I think Intervene also has two skill tests involved, which is probably a whoops. I remember one of them does. Uh, my personal favorite is Watchdog, which is an electronic warfare test, uh, limited by Sleaze to put marks on things, which is nice, because now if you're a rigger, you don't have to invest heavily into things like hacking and cyber combat if you want to get the odd mark or something here. Sure, you still need sleeves, but it lets you, without overly investing yourself, get marks on things that you can jump into enemy drones, which is something that every rigger loves to try and do. When it's like, well, you need marks to jump in, bro, I'm sorry.
1: What's that, for, watchdog you said?
0: Yeah. Um, it does also, however, if, you, if I mark you with it, it allows me to use certain actions as interrupt actions instead of as their normal actions because... Your, as soon as you make the decision, almost preemptively, it my mark tells me. So I'm like, oh, he's going to pull his gun and shoot. Let me go ahead and pop up his gun so that he doesn't have as many shooty
1: dice to murder me with. Yes. And, I mean, being able to direct squelch. So if you know there's a drone coming out and says, oh, I'm going to jump into this drone, then you squelch it. And now he's stuck dead ass in the meat trying to log into his drone that's been squelched, and your street Sam can then just run up and stab the guy in the throat with a cyberblade.
2: Well, it says calling or sending message for squelch. So, not necessarily receiving. So, could you connect?
0: Oh, don't ask me for rulings in the middle of this.
2: Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Unless you could argue that sending the video feedback, right, all the sensor data, that gets squelched. Yeah, So, sure, you can jump in, but you don't know you're jumped in
0: i could see it i could see squelch stopping anything you could snoop okay yeah that that seems related to me um but moving on a little bit sure the next session is a game master's grimoire of the matrix which is all about the gm side of things talking about matrix mechanics and kind of how to run the matrix and then um it creates or I should say, crazy. It gives you rules for a couple of different kinds of hosts, which are different than just host, which is kind of nice because now you can have um, more research-oriented hosts, and they stat differently, and they load up different ice and that kind of thing. You have hosts that are um, that are nested, so you can have like that host inside a host because that's kind of how people always end up running the matrix anyway. And it has some details for both outdated and offline hosts and how those kind of work, which is nice to have. Uh
1: yes, it is nice to have.
2: So uh one thing I do have a problem with some of the wording in like the the data host says they're good at keeping files safe, but oh I guess kind of, because it says it's like a vault. So I just found it didn't line up perfectly because it says they're good at keeping files safe, but everyone before this book went into data hosts to get stuff saved, to get files. So, um, I don't know. The wording there just didn't seem right to me.
1: Yeah. In the description. The, the the thing with data hosts is that, prior to this book, literally everything was a data host. It was, yeah. you know, okay, your, your primary stats are going to be firewall plus three, uh, sleaze at plus two, attack at plus one, and data processing at zero, and, okay, here's... You've got to throw seventeen dice at everything in order to get in, and so now we've got all these different hosts, which are which are nice, and they've got different rules that may you know the the attributes stay the same, but there's different things that happen when you finally are able to walk in, which is also nice.
2: Yeah, I, I love the industry host. I I feel like that's going to be the standard for most places now. I think most uh, things you're doing are run against because the devices. Is- Don't, does it say you don't get a mark on the slaved, get a mark on the slaved?
0: Additionally, when a slaved device is under attack from within the host, it cannot use its master rigs to defend itself. Uh, neither of these are true because direct connection between devices are disabled in an industry host.
2: Right. So it always gets its, um, it always gets the the master's defenses. So instead of that, you know, four dice to defend with the, the camera, it now has its firewall plus two. I assume, or would it add the host? Whatever.
0: Like whatever the the host attributes are
1: because they change. Yeah, it'd be host plus firewall for those.
2: Yeah, so that is you know any secure facility is gonna be using industry hosts now, right? Because so much more secure. And then probably have uh so well for the cameras and stuff, and then they're gonna have a data host for the people actually working. To me that you know, there's two separate hosts.
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll
2: uh, end up one, nesting the hosts. Yeah, yeah, one of the things I have, I don't like about nested hosts is it's supposed to be super expensive to run a nested host. So you can, uh, was it for every three points, three host rating, you can have one nested host.
1: Something like that, yeah.
2: Is that something like that. So it's, eh, uh, I don't know. Yeah,
1: no, that's right. So yeah, a rating, a rating three host can have a nested host and a rating one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, something I just, like that. I, I understand why they did that, because otherwise you're going to have GM just having host nested in host and nested in host, and that's just going to get boring real quick. Yep.
1: I um, mean, only I mean, Evo is going to do that because they're Russian. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. But uh, I don't know, just from a, I like it, but I don't like it, that sort of thing, because it makes sense to have nested hosts everywhere. But game wise, gameplay wise, it doesn't.
1: Well, we also have to remember when we are doing gameplay stuff, we are we are sending criminals to places that have valuable things, and so it's not very very often that we're going to send them to a place that's just a, a small scale data host that's going to have everything connected now anyway.
0: That is so, one of the things that uh, looking at the hosts like now, it's like okay, you go into the host and there's the security right next to the human resources, right next to the stuffer shack checkout, right next to the like everything else was just kind of thrown into the middle of the host and it was just there because there was no sorting, right? Whereas I know if you look at your Google Drives you probably have folders with things all over the place and that's just kinda of what nesting things do. Yeah, yeah,
2: I like that's the thing I like about it. Like it makes perfect sense from a logical standpoint to have nested hosts. But from a game point point a gameplay standpoint, having too many nested hosts makes the game boring. Yes. Yes. Right? So that's why I have a love hate relationship with it, right? I love the idea of it, and I like that it's limited, but I also don't like that it's limited because right. know, i usually GM, so I <laughs> want to make things tough for my players.
1: Yeah, nested um, hosts are like steak. I mean, steak is great. I love it, but some days you just want a hamburger. Yeah. There are definitely days where I look forward to stopping at the
0: McDonald's and just getting, you know, 3,000 calories of food.
1: Right. Go to Wendy's, get four double stats, pay $4. It's a great day.
0: You end up paying uh, more than
1: four dollars, just not in money. Right. I think my favorite, my favorite uh, specialty host is the destination host. I absolutely love the idea of this. It's just like, yeah, hey, everybody, come on in, have a free mark. Oh, also, here's a patrol I see just for you,
0: for your customer serviceness, For the customer serviceness.
2: Yeah, I I love the destination host, right? Because public places,
0: it's your makes perfect sense. Uh, it's your Amazon host or whatever we're. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you pop up there, you go to start shopping, and then it's like, Hi, would you like to chat to a real life service person to assist you? And it's like close window. God, no. Only
1: you can't close the window because the ice will just follow you around. Yeah. And it's just it's just there, watching and waiting. And it's like, no, I'm actually buying these these T rolls. You don't you don't have to Alright, fine, just hover and then I'm leaving. Oh, we have questions. We have questions on the Twitch chat.
0: Uh so this is why Mary Sue wanted to have me stream it so that she didn't actually have to participate but could still participate.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh Mary Sue asks, since you're all GMs, which matrix action concerns you the most?
1: Um you know, I, I mean we've we've already beat reckless hacking to death. Um so for me not so much that. Um, I think the, uh, the one that is gonna concern me the most is gonna be I am the firewall. Uh, cause it makes them simply... so much harder to kill, right? Right. And that means that I've gotta throw that many more grenades. Um, but no, it's, it's that or it's the, um, it's the abusable, uh, initiative one from sp- sprite swarming.
0: Yeah, but that's easy to clamp down on. It's just, you only benefit from this once per turn.
1: Yeah, there
0: you go. we Yeah, boom, done. Easily house ruled to fix. Chuck, you got a one that concerns you, or do you just uh, enjoy the murder?
2: Uh, subvert infrastructure. I'm a little worried about because if, depending on how you read it, um, I don't know. I'm maybe not so much as worried about people abusing it, but more of it's just going to sweep, you know, take the rug from out of me mid, you know, chase. Um, sorry, mid like a street chase or something, and then just there you go, everything's just ruined. You know, <laughs> you forced a car crash. Thanks, guys.
0: Are you telling me your players don't force car crashes anyway?
2: No, usually they just summon a spirit into the vehicle and have it burn everyone inside,
0: which then causes a vehicle crash,
2: an explosion. That's too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so we've got to go through like four degrees of Kevin
1: Bacon to get to that car crash, but we got there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that I I read subvert infrastructure, and I gave a hard look over to Bams's icon because this reads like the uh, internet version of the Guadalajara handyman. <laughs> um, so the idea—I
0: guess we should actually talk about it real quick. Yes. Um, so subvert infrastructure is an electronic warfare test that um, allows you to slightly alter the operation of multiple physical devices so that they respond to your commands. Uh, you need a mark on the host and then to perform a successful test. Basically what this lets you do is c- take control of a bunch of cameras at once, because theoretically each camera is its own individual device. So you would have to hack them all individually and then edit them all individually. It's a giant pile of work, right? Or if you're in a car chase and you really just want all of your traffic lights to turn green for you, because that happens in every movie involving hacking in a car chase, and probably most shadow runs that involve those things, you just subvert that infrastructure, and now you don't have to mark the next fifteen traffic lights to, to get it to happen. Um, or if you want to just like increase the convenience level of your life. Um, so I feel like it's a giant quality of life help
1: yeah it is it it is an internet grease and i see subvert infrastructure and i'm like okay well the potential for abuse for this for me for my table um of which has had hundreds of players run through it one way or another is instead of breaking a hole into a sewer pipe well now they can just subvert the infrastructure and all of the toilets inside this eight-story Mitsuhama office building are suddenly shut off. They won't flush, and now the place has got to be cleared out because the smell is going to kill everybody. Yeah, that run was great. Yeah, that one, that, that was. Um,
0: I feel like, though, in that situation, people would just like, oh, we just got to reboot all of the... Uh, reboot just, the toilets. Yeah. You got me, Frank. You're such a prankster. Damn IT, guys.
1: Damn IT, guys.
0: Um, And then Mary Sue's other question was, how will this change how you set up your hosts for your players? I don't think it'll change for me, because I always just made them hack a different thing to get into... Like, I would always make them edit a file or something to get to the security area, because it didn't make sense to me to just have it kind of laying around. So I broke the rules, because I'm a bad person.
2: Yeah, same here. I don't think I'm going to really change much with these. Um... It's mainly well the thing is mostly these things affect uh meat space through the matrix, right? Most of these actions.
0: Oh, she was asking about the hosts.
2: Oh. Oh, my bad. Uh I'm putting more industry hosts?
1: Yeah, it's we're we're gonna be like when when I'm running a table and I know I'm doing a data steal or anything matrix related, I've got a host of hosts for to, to pick from. And some of the hosts that we actually haven't talked about um, are the non-foundation hosts like uh outdated offline or rogue hosts. Um, if I wanna get the Decker in out of the damn van, if if Eurist McVandecker Decker is gonna sit there, then I can put throw in an offline host, he's gotta march his ass in there and direct connect to it. This is great for me because it's keeping the party together. That is awesome. Um if I want to send them into Stuffershack and they want to hack a Stuffershack host, they're going to walk in and get that free mark and be like, hey, great, and then there's going to be a patrol I see staring at them, and all they're going to be able to do is buy those cheesy boots and walk out.
0: Which is great, because you can't run silent in those hosts as part of their thing.
1: Yes, I know, it's okay. So great.
2: Yeah, yeah Destination hosts, yeah, that's really going to be a big one. A big yeah. game change, yeah.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um
2: and then sorry, everyone's been doing offline hosts, right? Oh, it's sure. in a Faraday cage and you just have to actually go in. And here's some slightly new rules for it. But yeah, the destination host, that's a big game changer for sure.
1: Yeah. And then like you said, the industry hosts are also great. Um somewhere that you don't want to have somebody subvert the infrastructure um and easily be able to direct connect to all those devices. Industry hosts is great. Although, as I just said, subvert infrastructure just means that you need something on the host and that might bypass it. That might need to be errated. Because either it's going to be a great way to get around easily getting marks on all that stuff, or it's okay. going to be kind of uh, neutered because that stuff is not considered direct connected to the host.
0: It doesn't actually give you marks on all of the things. It's just like...
1: It, it controls them all at the same time, though. Like, if you yeah. need... It's a all giant... the cameras shut down at the moment, then it can do it, but
0: yeah, in an it's industry house, two knows? It's a giant spoof command. Right. Or control device, which is nice. Uh, so let's go into the other super exciting part. The gear.
1: Yes. Exciting. So,
2: I have an opinion. I'm not a big fan of much of the ammo here. My biggest complaints about them is it's going to add a lot of tracking, and even in one of them they said, hey, it's going to take a lot of record-keeping. Record I don't... I don't like that, just lots of record keeping for very little gain. I mean it also makes deckers somewhat irrelevant for some of these.
0: Are you talking about the zapper rounds
2: uh the zapper rounds those ones do matrix damage was it
0: yeah, matrix damage these bullets do matrix damage instead of normal damage, but they can do matrix damage to like your cyber arms and stuff
2: yeah that one that one doesn't bug me so much as except that. All right, now I have to keep track of, you know, if you're playing a full cybered, um, a fully yeah, cybered yeah. Street Sam. I mean, Street Sams are already worse than Mystic Adept, or like Adepts, right, in general. Yep. So this just nerfs them a bit more. Well, yeah. a lot more.
1: I don't, I don't like them. So, um, I'm gonna go a little bit uh on the other side here. I do like them because after when when reading the fluff, um. The fluff on it makes it pretty clear that these aren't mass produced, hence why they're expensive. So they're more meant to be an equalizer for shadow runners versus those cyber monster um corpset guys who are coming after you. Like I can think of a run where I had I was playing a street Sam. I had uh, a cyber monster come after me that had wired three plus three action enhancers and a bunch of other shit. And the only reason I walked away from that is because somebody hacked the uh, uh, data spike, the uh, reflexes, so they didn't get the huge uh, initiative boost. These would have done the same thing, but um, as a GM, if I pull this out of the toolbox and I fuck with my players with it, I am a bad asshole GM, and I don't want to be.
0: I would have rather seen these implemented
1: as a stick and shock called shot. An ammo whammy? That would have been actually really nice for stick and shock, yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: Um, there's a couple of things in this section that I'm not huge fans of. These are these are one of them because it's just a, a little bit of a headache. Um, the looper rounds, though, which you shoot cameras and then they automatically loop themselves, I actually really like because it's just a high-tech, fancy version of putting a bunch of spray paint, like just spray paint in the front of the camera, or putting paint in some capsule rounds and just beep.
2: Yeah, I have a mixed reaction on looper rounds, uh, mainly because that's the, one of the primary roles of a decker is to loop cameras, and now you just bypassed it. But I guess that would bring make deckers more of... Uh, so they're going to affect the meat space more instead of dealing with cameras... Yeah, this one I'm a little, I'm, I'm 50-50. I want to see how it works out in actual gameplay before I make a decision on if I like it or not.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it'll be worth looking at. Um, it's got some nice James Bond shit going on, which is, yeah. which is fun. Um, and then if you don't have Matrix talent with you, cause occasionally that happens, now your mundanes so have a way to, to get around the cameras without, um, having to rely on smashing the camera, I guess. And then um, I think the one that's really going to piss off everybody are the Fuzzy Rounds, which is um, make a bunch of shots and then, oh, hey, look, there's there's a bunch of noise. Now nobody can use the Matrix stuff. It's, uh...
2: My biggest complaint about Fuzzy Rounds is that it's they last, what is it, two combat turns? So if there's multiple people using Fuzzy Rounds, you need to keep track of how many were shot per turn, right? And just the tracking of that. I mean, if you're doing full auto, then it's always going to be twenty for the next two combat turns. But it's just too much tracking.
1: Yeah, I can I can understand that um, from my end. Um, if if combat has started with somebody dropping a mag of, of fuzzy rounds or doing a long burst with fuzzy rounds, I'm pretty sure that combat's going to be done by the end of the second combat turn. Most it, times. Uh,
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: I mean. Um, Shadowrun combat is lethal enough, and Shatterrunners should be initiating that combat from a position of advantage that it's done in six seconds. And if it's not, somebody screwed up somewhere along the way. Things are about to get worse. Yeah. And in that case, I mean, that's, that's where the hand-waving comes in. If I know that if, if somebody's still firing fuzzy rounds after the first initiative pass. If they haven't swapped that mag out or gone to another gun, then um, I'm just... They're going to start canceling each other out. Then it's just going to be alright, the first ones have gone, and its they're going to stay there until the end of the second round. And all the subsequent rounds cancel each other out. I think that rule is actually kind of in there for fuzzies.
2: Where they cancel each other out?
1: Uh, I'm looking. I thought there's one of these... Um, one of these rounds uh, specifically says that it can it can cancel uh, another round, a similar round out, and I thought it was fuzzy because I'm, I'm looking at the text right now. Uh, I don't know, but... Yes, it is. Um, it's rare, but occasionally the emitters on the rounds cancel each other out, the frequencies negate each other, and they have zero effect when fired, fired together. Um, so moving on a little
0: bit, I love the Technomancer murder rounds. Oh, the thirty thirties. Yeah, there's uh, there are bullets that cause matrix damage to techno critters and technomancers. It says AIs, but I don't know how that works. But I guess if it's jumped into a drone that you shoot, but whatever. Um, so like I could shoot you all day long, and as long as you're not a technomancer, you're fine. Uh, let's
2: see. Well, that brings some interesting things, though. That means they have technology to detect if you're a technomancer right then and there.
0: I mean, well, they cause matrix damage, so um...
2: Right? Well, that means you could, you could essentially make a, um, a sensor that, that causes matrix damage. It's just, a, it's gonna shoot stuff at people. Ah, uh, they're 50 for, they're 5 new yen around, so it's a little expensive.
0: I feel like it's less that they shooting you detects more the fact that your brain is weird and a technomancer just reacts differently to
1: the bullet. Okay. Sure. Um, So the, the fluff on this round is really interesting. So basically um, these, these internet, these are literally literally internet bullets. You can hit icons in a host. So if there's, there's a techno critter in, in I guess, AR, this round will hit it. It's got an ARFID tag with, with, uh, kill technomancer programs in it. Um, and everybody else... Um, it just... It's a fragile round, so you can just spray this in a crowd of people that you think a technomancer is in, and you wait for the one guy to start screaming and not stop. It is... Uh, it's definitely a bullshit round if you are a technomancer or an AI. Because it, it has additional rules, like, yes, if this AI is specifically in a drone, it does this. And so... If it is just in a host, and you're also in the host, or on the if it's on the grid, you can just start waving this gun around and opening fire, and if there's an AI in range on your grid, then it's going to fuck it up.
0: We take that, AIs. Um, there is an arrow that shoots
1: data taps into things.
2: I love, I love that thing. I like it, but it's not actually a data tap. Right? It.
1: It's, it's an antenna to get out of the noise zone, so yeah. if... Yeah, so if you're you're totally in a Faraday cage, and you can have your uh, you can have your your archer adept, which is literally the only reason why you want one to to shoot one of these arrows to get you a connection out of it.
0: Now they made that uh that long arms arrow launcher in Street Lethal, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you can
2: use it with that for sure. Uh, yeah, but it, it doesn't say anything about getting a direct connection, so you still get.
0: My apologies. I'm a terrible person. It just Um, ignores noise. Yeah. So that's neat and a very, like, unique usage of things. Um, there are some grenades. There's the fuzzy grenades, which are very similar to the fuzzy bullets. Um, there's a grenade that reboots things, which is kind of fun.
2: Then you have the, was it the dum dums and the dowsers? Yeah. These are another ones I don't like because it causes a lot of,
1: um, headaches.
2: Yeah, a lot of paper making, paper, whatever it's called. Jeez. Tracking, note taking, record keeping. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, because it does, it lowers the, was it, data processing or firewall?
1: Yeah. Firewall. Well,
2: one's, one's data processing, one's firewall.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you just have to keep track of, I guess if it's just your pan, if it affects your whole pan, would it?
0: Uh, something like that. Or is it
2: individual devices?
0: I think it's supposed to be individual devices.
2: So it's kind of useless. Oh no, because it's everything in the the area.
1: Right, and it's every, it's eight. all devices in that area, including cyberware. So yeah, Dowser is, Dowser is Firewall, dum dums your data processing.
2: So if you get two hits, the most wear is rating two, so two data processing, and you just turn off all the limbs on a, a cyberware person.
0: Yeah, I got ideas. Yeah, I got ideas too. Because that's... They are crazy expensive, because um, they have their own uh, da, 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 da. they have their own dice pools that they roll to try and shut stuff down, but um, they can get expensive. It's, so it's not like it's something you're going to walk into all the time.
2: The most expensive is five hundred, but they're rating times two availability, so you're looking at six. So that'd be three hundred. So three hundred per grenade.
0: Yeah. Uh it's well, just not terrible. The the maximum rating on the Dowser is ten, so rating times fifty is five hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, 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 but the availability is rating times two, and most GMs say you can buy oh. rating, you know, rating twelve, right? So that's three hundred. But yes, your maximum is five hundred. Oh,
0: moving on from those, there are little booster clouds which are kind of neat, which let oh you, god, axe uh, body spray for Deckers. Yeah, uh, which yeah, give dice like- bonuses and stuff.
2: I like those. Yeah, they're neat.
0: Well, there are more teamwork um, options, right? Like, your infiltrator of some kind gets into a place, it's like, oh, crap, there's a there's a maglock, let me let me hose it down with this stuff, and suddenly your decker is better at decking it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Teamwork options are nice. Um, yeah. max
2: is What's the max? Plus two? Yeah.
0: Plus two and plus two limit.
2: Yeah, so that's nice.
0: And I mean, for nine seconds, which is more than enough
1: time for anything in the net.
0: Yep. Uh... There is the faceless, which is a little, like, lapel thing that helps to obscure your face from cameras.
1: Yeah, it's the the Laughing Man uh, device. So anybody who's trying to see you through the Matrix is going to see whatever faceless tells it. Yeah, Yeah,
2: except if there's Cyber Eyes, then it's just a blurry face, and it's super obvious. Yeah. Which kind of defeats the purpose, because a lot of, like, Cyber Eyes are said to be the most common uh, cyberware, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you can get, like, a generic face one, and that's a little bit more expensive and stuff, or you can actually get a specific person's face, and it's, like, oh, here you go, I now look like Steve-O.
2: Oh, uh, also Mary Sue asked, well, I don't have ideas, so share yours. I think those are both the dum-dums and dowsers.
1: Right, so if, if I'm a corporate security team, and I know that there is a street Sam in there that's got four cyber limbs and a, and a wired reflexes. I'm not gonna spend people. I'm gonna spend 500 bucks and toss that grenade in, and he's gonna shut down and around.
0: Uh, I think she meant on how
1: to fix them? I don't know if that's what she meant or not.
2: Um, yeah, I no. think that's what it was meant. So how we, do we said we, said we had
1: control. ideas for these grenades, and that's what she said. Well, uh, I don't, so share. Oh, they are super HDR fuck you grenades. Oh god, yes they are. If, if I've got a player that's pissing me off, like Okay, I'm a dick. I did this on the hub a lot is if I had players that pissed me off because they were just being jerk asses, this is the type of stuff I would use in order to wake them up. So yeah, if I've got, uh, a troll with 50 soaked dice, wired reflexes three and four cyber limbs, I'm going to toss one of these grenades in and now he's been emasculated.
2: Yeah. And I guess the anti-firewall ones. If you want to gain access to a a device you already have a direct connection to, you could lower the firewall by two more. That's kind of useless. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely against players is the main use.
0: Uh, and then there's a couple of other more things. There is a big-ass box that runs a bunch of programs for you.
2: The MOS?
0: Yes.
1: I am curious to see what you guys have to say about that. I'd rather yeah.
2: just get the, the plus system, whatever it's called, the uh, data jack yeah, the, plus. Yeah,
1: the, cyber EX. I mean. He's like with the data jack. Oh, right. Well, yeah, you've got, you've got your data jack 2.0. You've got the new decks, the, the customizable decks. The, the moss is just, I don't, it, it's great because it can be connected to, uh, a com link, but it's, it's superfluous. With with a uh, Fuji Cyber EX at rating six, great. I can run twelve programs. I feel like that's I can, a typo. I, can run
0: I feel like that was supposed to be like device rating divided by two or something because it's just weird. Cause it doesn't fit with anything else, you know. Yeah, because that is a
2: lot of programs.
0: Yeah, it is. It's basically all of them.
2: Yeah, well, um, the useful ones anyway.
0: Yeah. Um. Let me see. There are. Booster chips that Technomancers can eat to get, uh, a quick boost to their different attributes. It's kind of nice. I really like the idea that these are not at all, they're not chips that they go out and buy to get, to be better at sleaze or whatever, but there's some other chip, like maybe a, a season of some TV show or something, and they just like, it just works weird for them.
1: Yeah, basically there's little transistors in, in the chip or whatever, and then you just, uh, put the chip against your, against your noggin so the transistors are down and then just smack yourself on the head and boom, instant, uh, instant BTL.
2: Yeah. I have a, a beetle junkie technomancer in my group, so.
1: He'll be all over those.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, do, do,
2: do. Oh, the trode patch. That's the next one
0: in the list. Yeah. Um, what don't you like about that?
2: Well, in the fourth edition, trods were always super small. And then in fifth edition, they made them big again. And now super expensive ones are small. It just seems a bit of like a continuity issue.
1: I, I like it for flavor, but otherwise I think every, every character I've had had a trode rig in their combat helmet. So I never had to worry about it or they had a data jet already. Yeah. So I think, I think trode patches are great for 10 year old girls in Bellevue who want to be dazzle it and be able to. VR connected or Comlinks, but otherwise it's not that big a deal.
2: Yeah, they're expensive. The Trode patch, one thousand. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. a lot.
0: Uh, I guess before we get into the custom Cyberdeck rules, I think the other thing that I really wanted to talk about was the Datajack Plus.
1: There is no reason to buy a Datajack
0: anymore. It's all Datajack
1: Plus now. Yeah.
0: Which is funny because that's how things work in real life. It's like, why am I going to buy the iPhone six when I can get the iPhone seven or the iPhone eight? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Uh, the Data Jack Plus is basically a a new version of the Data Jack that does everything the Data Jack does, but also, dependent upon the rating, allows you to run programs.
2: So I like it. I just think it should have been an update to the normal Data Jack because currently a normal Data Jack is kind of useless. You know, one noise reduction. Or do these ones do any noise reduction? Uh, I, have to, I have to dig it up and find it. Yeah, it looks like it doesn't do noise reduction, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I I like them.
0: Cause even for like even your most basic Street Samurai can get a data jack plus and all of a sudden they just run the plus firewall program and it's just one word roll of defense against uh against hackers. Those filthy tech Because everybody you'll you'll see it online all over the place, people are like, Oh my god, what if I get hacked? It's like, well here you go, now you can have some more firewall.
1: Yeah, I mean it a rating one data jack plus is just it's guaranteed for everybody that uses a data jack now. It's like free program. And then for those who need the extra space, get a rating three. It's as high as you can go, but three three extra programs that you can slot. It's pretty nice. Add that in with the Moss and the custom cyberdecks, and you run all the programs all the time.
2: <laughs> um so I'm wondering if it's a typo and it's going to be fixed in Erida. but it says when connected to Comlink or Cyberdeck it provides extra I'm not sure if RCCs are also supposed to be in there
1: Uh, I will probably bring that up okay. I'm, I'm going to guess that yeah it would. And anything that any device that it's going to connect to that can run programs will benefit from this my
0: thought process is that when they say connect to they mean your pan not like physically connect to physically. oh yeah, yeah because who plugs things in anymore?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I do. So I want to direct connect that shit. <laughs> um,
0: there is a couple of more... Uh, they made a couple more fixed attribute decks, and these are kind of cool, because they are high attack, high firewall, one sleaze, not great gra- uh, not great data processing. And they're like, here you go, hand these to your security guys to just Beat your PCs over the head with, because when they loot them, nobody's gonna care.
1: Yeah, they're they're team fucker decks and they're awesome.
2: Yeah, I, I love them because it it really gives a good um what is it called a good like baseline of hey your low level spider might have a fox you know the lowest level and then just go up from there like your your super pros are gonna have the highest tier version yeah. and just a general outline of these are stat blocks you're just gonna have. Uh, really makes it easy for you know, new players, or new GMs I should say, to kind of just
0: Yeah, they all come loaded with some different programs and stuff but when you think about it, what does a security spider need with sleeves? right? Right. You're going to come in you're going to piss off the host and he's going to be like alright, time time to drop the hammer and then
1: that's what they're going to start doing I mean, having, having an eight firewall as a couple of programs for three hundred and seventy five K, I mean not bad. Not bad at all.
0: There are a couple of specialty cyber decks that in addition to their their attributes also have like this is the sleaze deck, so it still has its attributes and stuff, but it also it gives you an additional limit and higher uh it also gives you higher sleaze when sleaze is the highest attribute that you arrange your deck to.
2: So I actually don't like these specialty decks. Um, I think all of those little tidbit things should have been modules instead. I can see that. Right? Because now I have, you know, the the Destiny Blade, so I get a plus one to Cyber Combat and Attack when it's configured as the uh, highest attribute. And, you know, that's another thing to remember for when I write stuff down. So you're Unless saying... If it's just a module, it would just been you get one module or two because of the new quality that they have.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is that. I mean, the other thing is, like, okay, I've got a Destiny Blade. It's now got an 8 attack on our... What is it? Attack or Cyber Combat? Yeah.
0: It's attack Attack. using Cyber Combat.
1: Right. So, okay, now I've got an 8 on that, and I can slot in a program now to give me another plus 1, and I can... Fuck it, I'll throw an attack dongle on there. Now it's up to 10. Um, it's just another, it's just another way to, to have a deck that, if you really want to spend the 400,000 to get that extra plus, yeah, that plus one, there you go. If you're, if you're really going to be an attack decker or, you know, just, it's, it's cheaper to do it that way than it is to spend the 1.03 mil to get a 10 attack deck (laughs) for, for a hunter. Um,
0: they have a couple of neat other specialty things, like there's the S technology defender, which reduces the damage. Um reduces all damage on the matrix by one box each time the user is damaged to a minimum of one, dump shock is reduced by two, uh but you take
1: negative initiative, kinda nice. It is. Although at the same time, how how many deckers have you had that have been dump shocked? Uh
0: not many.
2: A few? I've had a few, actually.
1: How, were they intentional dump shocks? Right. Like if they were if they were punched off of the internet, like I I I can't say I've ever had one.
0: I saw a techno that had uh, the dissonant quality that instead of dealing with um, logging out and going out the normal way, he would just constantly dump shock himself.
1: I mean, I guess I guess that's a way of doing it,
0: but oh, in, it's not a great way.
1: Yeah, in, in the context of this deck. I mean, yeah, it's awesome, but you've got to be a terrible fucking hacker if you're getting link locked and or or knocked offline or just getting attacked in general.
0: Well like, I'm looking you'll... at it as this is another really good NPC deck because all of a sudden your hammer smash does less smash.
1: Sure. Sure, that works. Um oh, there's the data plus rules. Uh
0: there is a Technomancer deck that Soaks up fade that you can never fix.
1: Yes. I have, when, when I reviewed this deck on Reddit and I, I threw this out, everybody simultaneously squeed and their assholes fuckered just because. It's like 400,000 NuYen or something. It's 375,000 NuYen with a pretty good stat array and you can use it to compile and register sprites and whatever fade you don't soak it'll soak for you, but with the addition of the 10 karma quality that lets you eat data chips like <sighs> they're Pringles to get rid of Fade, the worst that's ever going to happen is that you're going to be able to compile and register 5 spirits before this deck does and you don't soak any Fade. Yeah, I got ideas for that one too, don't worry. <laughs> I bet you do. Um, let me see what else is in here that's
0: cool. There were some comlinks uh, that they added that I think I skipped about.
2: Uh, have we talked about the customizable decks?
1: Not no, yet.
0: Not yet. I was trying okay. to get all the little things out of that section out of the way. Or I guess out of this section. Uh, we talked about the data check plus. There is an augment that you can get that allows you to walk around in VR.
2: I like them. I like all the, the wear in this book. It's great. So that's. Uh,
1: uh, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, the Cranial Shield is one of my favorites, because fuck, te- fuck Technomancers. Exactly. Um, it's the last time I'm not going to be able to say that uh, before we go into the next sections of the book, so i got to <laughs> get my lips in when I can.
0: Fucking Technomancers. Um, you get a giant penalty if you try to do anything in the fi- in the meat world, but it's still really nice to know that, hey, the security guard just picked me up off the ground and started carrying me away, guys. You know, being able to just see the stuff that's going on in the world is great.
2: Yeah. So the only downside I, like, I can see it being mildly exploitable, uh, because you get VR initiative, right? Yeah. So you get VR initiative in meat space. Yep. Um, at a minus 10, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's ways to get really high die pools for shooting and stuff. I, w- I guess your dodging is going to be at minus 10 as well, right?
1: Yes. Anything meat. Yeah. But it gives you the chance to actually do it. Yeah. It's
0: a really and, big quality of life thing where you're just like, all right, well, why are you a van decker? Oh, so I can go VR. Well, just, just stop being lazy and walk around.
2: Yeah. Overall, I I like this one. It's, it's really good. Cause it actually makes you, right? So one of the problems I have with like fifth edition is your deck is supposed to go inside with them. Like that was kind of, I felt was, you know, they need to be on site. It's something I thought they were trying to push. Mm-hmm. And having to go VR means no, you're not going on site, right? You need to jump into the host and do all your stuff, which defeats the whole needing to be super close, just within a 100 meters, so whatever. This one means you now have a reason, like you can still go with the team, because you are awake in uh, VR.
1: Yes. Um, originally, that, that is what they wanted to do, was to to stop van decking, but the way that they've put the rules together and kind of described them has led people to believe that they instead wanted everybody band-decking.
2: So, right, this, so this, will,
1: this will fix that.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: then I guess, well, there's the, the cranial shield, which is basically tin foil that you can install into somebody's head to keep them
1: from decking with their brain if they were a technomancer. Yes. That's the, that's the fuck tech, technometry cyberware. Plus, they already lose residents from the install because they lose essence.
2: Yep. It's wonderful. Especially in the, the fluff. Netcat is complaining about it. And I don't like Netcat.
1: See, <laughs> I prefer Netcat to Clockwork. I think Clockwork should have died like last edition, but I still like the cranial shield. <laughs> uh,
0: and then I guess we'll get to the giant custom cyberdex thing. The elephant
1: in the room.
0: Uh, it's more of like a juggernaut in the room, but sure. Only because I couldn't think of,
1: uh, an awakened elephant. Yeah. So, um, Babar will, uh, give you all of the programs and make some really optimized decks at character generation for less than what you'd spend on a, um, on a Sony or, you know, the Azteca 300 or, Whatever the hip kids are using these days in character generation.
2: Yeah. Now, I love these decks. Like, the idea of making a customized deck is wonderful. They are just cheap.
1: Yeah. Um, it's the, uh, it's so easy to make a sleaze deck with these because the, uh, the price for a sleaze rating is a factor of 10 less than attacker firewall ratings.
0: I think it's funny because when these hit the Reddit, everybody freaked out about how cheap things were. And I just think back to myself, it's like, wasn't one of the things everybody complained about was how expensive decks
1: were? Yes, it absolutely was. Um, and we're coming away from 4th, where 4th, they had no cyber decks. It was, here, have a comlink. You're a hacker, and you're a hacker, and you're a hacker, and you're their hacker. It it turned the matrix into um, a tertiary skill, which had its good and its bad. Um, now we're going back to... We've got cheap decks. The next step is going to be decks that you can you can upgrade those modules as you go through. So you get one deck, and when you get the money, you can pop out the sleaze module and put in another one. And it goes up by one.
0: I think that's one of the low-key things I really like about these decks, is it gives you, you know how much the attributes cost to buy them, making it really easy to be like, oh, I want to upgrade my my deck. There you go. That's how much it costs to increase
1: your thing in different places. Right. It's just, we can't do that yet with these. This is specifically, these are, these are fixed attribute decks. Once they're in, they're in. If you want to upgrade your sleaze or your attack, you gotta buy a new deck. Right. But that's how cyber decks are out of the base book. Right. But I think, I think in the, in the future, um, we will start seeing, oh yeah, here, here's the cost to actually up upgrade the modules where they just hand wave and say, yeah, you can do that now. And in 2082, they'll say, oh yeah, here you go. You can totally do this now.
2: I mean, I'm going to house rule for my table that yeah, you just upgrade an individual attribute. Go for it. I don't care.
1: Yeah. It's just the difference between the rating and the new rating.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I already let people do that. Like with the, the
0: existing games is like, look, you want to, you want to pay the difference to go from a rating 3 deck to a rating 4 deck? Sure. Just make the availability roll. It's not worth super punishing them
1: for it. Yeah, I mean, because already deckers were the most cash-starved of all the archetypes. Um, And specifically because of the cost of the deck. It was going to be 90% of what you spent always, and it's going to take so freaking long to get up to the next next tier that you just had to rely on a GM that was going to let you steal one that was an upgrade from somebody else and then hand wave fucking up changing the ownership.
0: Yeah, and that led you to a, a slightly other table problem because then it's like, well, you just gave Steve a, you know, 300,000 new yen piece of gear. Where's where's my delta wired reflexes or something?
1: Right. It's it, it was a matter of escalation for because, I mean,. Cash to power ratio for everybody else was so much more. Right. So um, yeah, no, the custom decks are great. I can't see why anybody would ever buy an n series deck ever because just one program is stupid and it doesn't cost much more to get an EX series, which gives you all of the programs.
2: Yeah. Cause that's the attributes that are like squared or cubed, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. So it's just an extra five grand or yeah, five grand per rating for a
1: uh, For the base
2: decorating,
0: yeah, yeah, like that's that's yeah. nothing. Exactly. Yeah. All, All right. Yes. Moving on from those guys. Finally, uh, there are a handful of qualities. I don't think there's anything super. There's a couple of funny things in here, like basement dweller, which, big surprise, gives you a double penalty to social tests. Um, echo chamber, which is borderline not a negative quality, but it's like. You go to a trusty source who has social, political, psychological, or criminal similarities with you and get information from them. Can't imagine where they got the inspiration for that from. Yeah, no idea. No idea at all. Uh...
2: So, uh, discombobulated. I'm How I read it, so that's a minus two whenever you're doing things while not in AR or VR. If you have a data jack and a comm link that's on, you're in AR. So, you don't get a minus two.
0: Yeah, that seems like free karma.
2: Right? So, I think it means. I think it's supposed to be doing actions in AR or VR, right? If you're not actually interacting with the Matrix.
0: Oh, so you mean, like, if I'm discombobulated and I try to shoot you, I take negative two, as opposed to if I try to shoot you via gunnery?
2: Uh, Not gunnery. I would say if you have, like, a smart link on your gun, you can keep your things, right? The thing has to actually have, you know, some sort of. A matrix connection, right? You can't, if you're trying to shoot a old fashioned gun, you know, a, what is it, throwback gun, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a minus two. While you get a smart link, you're good. If you're trying to, uh, pick somebody's pocket, well, there's no real, unless it's a com link or something that has a matrix something to it, you're gonna get a minus two. That's how I personally rule it. Cause that seems a lot more worth the 12 points.
0: Yeah. It'll need some, cleaning up. That it will. Hooray. Have fun, buddy. Yeah. Uh, anything else in qualities you guys want to talk about?
1: Um, I think Down the Rabbit Hole is one of my favorites because uh, there's so many Redditors who already have that as a negative quality, <laughs> and now they're feeling personally attacked right now. It's TV Tropes, the negative quality. It, it is. It's great. It's. I love it. Yeah, it's great. So for each level
0: of down the rabbit hole maximum of four, you reduce the number of ones necessary to roll a glitch whenever you attempt to search the matrix.
2: Yeah, I really like it because it's like, it's like gremlins that a decker's going to take because it's flavorful. Right? Yes. Because I love gremlins. It's just no one that actually uses tech takes it because it's so debilitating.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, it, there, there are some great little negative qualities in here. I know some people complain about information auctioneer, which is just basically, yes, we will give you four karma and a thousand new every run that you steal data. And there's.
0: It is a different version of borrowed time. It is.
1: It is. And that's, that's the way we have to look at it as GMs, because eventually that auction is going to come back to whoever owned the data and they're just going to fuck up that hacker. Yup,
0: there's a bunch of life module stuff, moving on.
1: Life modules are life modules. Yeah. Good talk everybody.
0: Alright, I'm going to duck and cover as we get to the Technomancer section. Yeah!
1: Uh,
2: I want to start off with, I don't know why Clockwork is the person who posted this in, like, stuff for data streams. That just seems dumb, it should be, you know... A technomancer, not a person who hunts them?
1: I think it, they had Clockwork do it because he's the one, that that's his shtick. All he does is hunt technomancers for like MCT, Neonet, or I guess Spinrad Global now, and Evo. So, or Horizon, I guess, not Evo. Um, because he's seen all these, um, all these streams come out. He's the one who gives a flavor on what they do against you, which I can respect as from a fluff standpoint but on the other hand fuck clockwork i want this hobgoblin dead
2: <laughs> yeah I, I guess that makes sense for that it just i don't know it just, no, it i just doesn't feel right
1: i yeah it's i think they they put it together like this because they would you expect a technomancer to announce to a bunch of mundanes um hey we've got these cool powers we can do now we're not scary at all i promise or are you gonna have somebody who strings up tech managers on the regular going, hey, by the way, here's this new development that's really fucking scary. You guys need to watch out.
2: Yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: But yeah, the uh the streams in general. Um we've got four resonant streams and three dissonant streams. They are frightening as hell. Um Sorcerers are all about complex forms and hyper-threading, which is just terrifying. Techno-shamans are all about the critters and great-form sprites, which are equally scary. I think I spent, like, two days listing out all the great-form sp- sprite stuff. Um, cyber-adepts, which are the burnout technomancers. And the machinists, which are the techno-riggers, who get a free RCC, that is their brain. Yeah. and True to form, I start talking about uh, streams, and everybody in Twitch starts chattering about it, so these are clearly the hot topic issue.
2: Yeah, my number one complaint about streams is I wanted them to be more like a tradition instead of a like a, a, what is it, a way.
0: Yeah, they're similar to adept ways. Uh, I'm going to keep my mouth mostly shut on this section because um, I got a couple of things about some of the things to bring up on the Errata team, and I don't know to what level i'm allowed to talk about that stuff
2: okay um so yeah the i just would have liked it if you became a technomancer you get one not all right pay 20 karma right so the first thing you're doing as a technomancer now is waiting for 20 karma to get this instead of waiting for 13 to initiate right that's just
0: you can grab them in character creation for what that's
1: worth just like ways and they're not supposed to double just like ways that's true Uh, yeah, I mean, and then the other, the other thing they got going for them is that you don't get the complex form when you take the stream. You have to buy it afterwards. So, alright, now they gotta be about 30, 30 karma in in order to start getting really fucking stupid. And I'm gonna guess one thing that Vams can't talk about is hyper threading. And can you hyper thread multiple instances of the same echo? Or? thread Form. Complex forms, yes. I know Technomancers. Um, the example I was given, I was shown the most is, can I thread three instances of a resonance spike, and will this work? And I'm like, there's nothing that says that it can't, and that would just be terrifying.
0: Uh, somebody I saw did the math that it's only, like, level plus one thread after everything is said and done to hit them with, like, seven resonance spikes at once.
1: Right, and then you munch on a couple of data chips, and you just completely obliterated their internet presence, and you gotta soak too bad
0: to be fair, it's just a more direct version of I call up my seven sprites and tell them all to attack that one thing true, um, but that's at least slower because you gotta spend all of those different actions to come
1: to be like, yo buddies,
0: hey hey, 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 come
1: here, right. Um, and then let's not, I mean, then there's also compiling the grade form sprites, which is terrifying in, in and of itself. Um, as for Paragons, we're not quite there yet, but it is true. You don't actually pay for a Paragon. You just, uh, knock on the internet portal and say, hey, I want to follow you. And they're like, oh, all right, cool. Here's your bonuses.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't read too much on Paragons. So I currently like them and I like how they're similar to, um, uh mentor spirits but that little bit different where you can switch um i just haven't you know really dug through them to have a true opinion
1: uh yeah some are good some are not um the fluff on world tree for instance is um knee quaking because it's it basically it reminds everybody of winter night days and the orangondra virus um and there's actually further in the book, there is a, uh, submersion tribe, a virtual tribe whose stated goal is to recompile one of the original three, uh, great form AIs. So Deus, Megara, or I want to say it's Mirage. Mm. And I'm just like, nah, that's, that's bad. That, that's bad. That, that, that leads to the end of an edition with another summoning of Deus. I'd rather not do you know, a fourth one. So, yeah, um, I, I like all the options that Technomasters have gotten, um, for resonance streams, dissonance streams. I think dissonance spike is great. And, um, the other stuff is pretty neat too. Uh, forced heuristics and, um, fuck this guy and his device in particular was the other one.
2: Sorry, dissonance streams are a different part of the book.
1: They are. Out, which I'm,
2: I like because. It's, you know, GM section.
1: Yeah, you you pick it up about page 130 is where you start seeing it. And then the game information is on 132.
0: There's actually two things I want to touch on. Well, they're basically the same thing, but they're with uh, Technomancer Complex Forms.
1: All right. Complex Forms.
0: I don't know if you guys had anything else specifically with... Oh, uh, there's also new sprites. And some sprites can have optional powers, which is a cool, uh, is there anything else before we got to talking about
1: these? Because? Not so much. Um, I know I was going to try and get into it, but, uh, Opti happily dropped the kill code PDF before I started typing on it, which saved my fingers some time. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I like the additional sprites. I see where they added them because we've got, they're, they're specifically, um, they are synergistic with um, Techno Shamans. Yeah, with, with the streams. Um, I think um, I still want to punch in the face whoever named uh, the Navi power for uh, sprites. And I've never played that Zelda game. And I'm just like, no. No, hey, look, listen. <laughs> none of that. So, uh, Bam, if so it was you, um, we have a date at GenCon next year. Um uh, you're get
0: I am sorry to say that I had no input on any of the Technomancer stuff. I'm sure you're sorry about it. I can neither confirm nor deny the giant pile of homebrew Technomancer stuff that I have sitting in my drive.
1: Uh-huh. So, yeah, let's uh I mean, I think the Sprite stuff is pretty straightforward. I mean, we've got the uh, we've got the Kevin Costner Sprite um, saving the Whitney Houston Technomancer uh, the generalist stuff, which is alright, we've got an all around gopher, that's pretty great. Um putting them in a great form, at least putting bodyguard in a great form is fucking goofy with what you can get away with with that. I mean, that's, that's straight up an Overwatch ult right there. Bring your, bring yourself back, refill your stun track, and be invincible to matrix damage.
2: Yeah. That is, spend your remaining initiative. And tasks to have the sprite intercept a matrix attack. an action targeting the owner. Yep, just ignore a thing.
0: Jump on that digital grenade for me, bro. Yeah. Um, so the three things that... Well, the one thing, that least the three things that I wanted to talk about, was a lot of times people were like, oh, why are Technomancers so much worse than Deckers? And it's because people try to play Technomancers like Deckers, which they're not. Technomancers are like... You know Swiss Army knives—they have a lot of unique things that they can do. That may not always be useful, but they all have a use. Where Deckers tend to be more of a direct, "I have a giant dice pool. Here's my giant dice pool. Have a nice day." Thing, at least in my experience. Uh, so in here, they gave Technomancers three complex forms. One is called Prime's Charge. One is weakened data bomb. The other one is weakened encryption. We can data bomb is level negative two and we can encryption is level, level negative three. And they do what they say. It's like, that file is encrypted. I'm going to use a resonance action so I don't get overwatch for it. I don't alert the host if I fail. I don't do any of that stuff. And I can lower your data bomb or your encryption on a thing. So it's not like, all right, I'm going to try and disarm the data bomb. Whoops, my dice screwed up. And all of a sudden I'm eating a million d6 damages. Um... And then the same thing with the encryption, like breaking encryption is a, is an attack action. So it's going to alert the host. So by, uh, by weakening the encryption beforehand, you don't have to worry about, I'm going to go decrypt this. Whoops, I failed. Now I still have to decrypt it and the host is pissed off. So it just drastically
1: increases your, your success rate. So, the, th- the thing about attack actions, which is covered in the first part of the book, is um, if you succeed on an attack action, the host knows it's under attack, but it doesn't know where you are. Right. If you fail the attack action, the host is not alerted. True. So, this, yeah, th- this cleans up some of the dice rolls if you keep fucking up, but if you su- once you succeed on the attack action is when the host goes, uh-oh, I need to get my ass in gear. So. Yeah. It just, um. I like the bypass. I like the bypasses for, as, as complex forms for these.
0: And then the other one, the primed charge one, is basically you do a matrix action, you prime charge yourself, and that just gives you a, it's like a self teamwork test almost. Yes. Which is nice because now, oh no, you have, cerebral boosters or whatever that you can get as a decker, or a character creation that I can't because I'm a technomancer and I love all my essence you can be like well I'm just going to prime my charge and I'm going to get a giant pile of dice because this isn't limited by anything really other than the level of the complex form you're threading in it it's not limited like in assist test by your skill or the level of a sprite helping you out or anything like that it's like I got 15 hits on that, on that complex form so I guess I win
1: yeah, the only thing that really limits it is your software and your software skill and your residence attribute. Yeah. So a lot of it's going to be, okay, well, um well, if software lets you specialize in complex forms. Then the best you're going to get a character generation is going to be, you know, 14 to 15 for dice to roll. So you're basically getting, yeah, free, free five dice on your next matrix action. And then you just got to get paid. You just have to
0: eat a bunch of data chips, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, And as a note, which is something that'll probably get tweaked, it says on the next matrix action you perform, so I guess theoretically you could prime your charge a whole bunch and then make a single matrix action after, like, six prime charges?
1: I I would limit it at one, but that that also lets you prime the charge, like, two hours before the run, and then make sure that any fade you actually do take is slept off. And then you can just walk in and be like Boom. Boom.
0: I would totally let a technomancer do that on my table, rather than having like, oh, well, you you looked at that icon. I saw
1: you. Yeah. I I agree. I would do the same because that's that's the point behind priming the yeah. charge. And it's cool. It makes you feel powerful.
0: Yeah. Um So those are <laughs>
2: I'm trying to think. If you use that with the increase initiative power, or action...
1: Uh... Calibrate? Calibrate? Calibration yeah. is... Yep. Cal- calibrate is to... a matrix action, so yeah, you can prime the charge, and then calibrate, and then like, boom! One billion initiative.
2: So yeah, if that is a use. You can, yeah, you know, you can yeah, grant you everyone one extra action phase.
1: Yeah. You know, you yell in the sky, your hair turns blonde, there's, a, there's an aura around you, and... Okay. Your, Next your digital hair, longer. yo. Can
0: we talk about how Frieza is the Tournament of Power MVP?
1: Uh, you can. I okay. stopped watching Cell Saga, so I got nothing.
0: I watch a bunch of dumb clips on YouTube occasionally, so that's where that came. Oh, from.
1: you watched that abridged, don't you?
0: No, this
1: was just here's a here's a fight between these two characters. Ow. All right. The only thing I remember seeing about that is is Master Masaruoshi using his uh. Evil containment. Perverted race. impulses. Yeah, well, there was that, and there was the uh, perverted impulses to get, like, totally buff and fight off the uh, seductress martial artist. Oh, man.
0: Dragon Ball, what happened to you? Right? Um, before we get to the other juggernaut in the room, anything you guys want to talk about with qualities besides it or complex forms? Um,
2: um, uh, Sorry, you said we can talk about qualities?
0: I mean, I know you got a quality thing you want to talk about here.
2: Yeah, so I don't like the trust data not lore and trust lore not data because I don't like reducing the number of attributes you need. And while Technomancers still need all of those, uh, oh sorry. So I should explain what they do. So one makes it so your intuition based actions take logic and the other one does your logic based actions take intuition. Um, so yeah, well, so I don't like that happening just because you can make better builds that don't necessarily make too much sense from I don't know. I don't like munchkinism and that kind of allows it. Um what was I gonna say? My words are escaping me. Uh right, so Techmancers it doesn't affect as much because you still need logic and intuition because that is your uh data processing and sleaze, I believe. Uh so those are two very useful uh matrix attributes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think um when when I was looking at this, I noticed there it's not like all matrix actions associated with that attribute is the other one, but it's a, it's a, a specific list. It's most, but not all. So like um, uh, hack on the fly shit, or you know, actual like brute force actions. None of that shows up on there. It's all the the non direct here have a mark actions. So yeah, you're right. You're still going to need both of them, but you can dump one a little bit in order to supercharge the other.
2: Yeah. So so yeah. While well, I usually don't like that kind of thing. These ones are okay because of how Technomancers work. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Um, I think the the thing about these qualities is that they're specifically in the Technomancer section. Section prior to um. I mean, they're even listed Technomancer qualities. It's specified that these are all for qualities for Technomancers only. And in reviewing these, we find out that the tech, uh, the freelancer who wrote them intended them to be open to everybody unless it's specifically affected residents, in which case that is a Technomancer only quality. So now there we've got a disconnect between rules as written and rules as intended, because I think having the Black Hat Code of Honor as a technomancer-only negative quality just doesn't make any sense. There's some
0: of that stuff that doesn't make sense. Um, now. So, what I'm about to say, do not take as being truth, because I don't actually know if this is how it is, but um, now that I've gotten a little bit behind the scenes on how things worked, um, the book is written by a bunch of freelancers, right? And They all have different word counts and things, and in the Decker section at the front, we had a a quality section that was written by one freelancer. And then the Technomancer stuff was all written by another freelancer. Now, I can't take his qualities and put them in with my qualities because then it's increasing my word count and it gets a little messy. So never
1: the two shall meet.
0: That is my slight understanding of how I think things are going. I don't know how that can be resolved because I don't know anything... uh, about that kind of stuff, and I guess I should also say that I was not paid for my.
1: Uh, you you were paid in exposure,
0: right? Um, yeah. I was paid in the knowledge that we are striving to
1: improve the game as a whole. All right, so um, Marshall, yeah, go ahead. In 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 the in the layout part, the easy way to fix this is. It's actually in, in layout after the freelancers have submitted their word counts, their, their sections are done. That is when the next, the, the, the line editors come in and they say, okay, we're going to make the layout work. We're going to cut and paste here. We can put all the qualities in one section. We can put fluff here, crunch here, fluff here, crunch here, make sure that everything lines up and then do a final pass through to make sure that the flow works. And then it gets sent off to, um, the Jay Hardy for final approval and then off to the printers. And that's where the disconnect is right now is we've got the writers writing their stuff, but the editing team that we've got, which is, again, this is, this is the classic, the classic problem that we've got with CGL stuff is always editing. It's it's top of the list every time. Um, We need to get editors who know how to lay out a book properly and make sure that all of this stuff is is sequestered where it needs to be. Split out the normal qualities with with the Technomancer ones, and you can split them out, or just put them all in one big quality section in the book. Um, that way, the freelancers still get paid for their stuff, and you're going to minimize snappies like these.
0: Unfortunately, I don't have any kind of input or capability of fixing that kind of thing, so... Um... Maybe
1: they'll listen to the podcast. Who the fuck is this guy? Who is this handsome, attractive man? Exactly. So, I mean, and that's that's me speaking from a degree in journalism with a minor in creative writing. Um, And I actually had to do print journalism stuff, including newspaper layout. That is exactly how I do it.
0: I actually like the idea of the two single attribute things. I don't really know about the implications because I haven't sat down and like pulled out the different matrix tests that you do with those different things to see how relevant it is. But, um, I like the idea. I don't know if I like the execution. Let's put it that way. Um, and then I guess let's just all say fuck Groveler. Oh my god, yes!
1: Oh. Groveler is the quality that every Technomancer should take because it means that you eat cookies, um, and your fate goes away. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is it, something a data chip is what five million? No. Or ten? It's, One? A,
1: it's like a, a pack of them is like ten million for fifty. Oh it, dear god. It's super cheap and trivial. Yeah. It um. It it is an overt push to have Technomancers focus on threading complex forms and compiling sprites overdoing standard. Here, I am a hacker, this is my hacker action. Yeah. Like, they've got a full toolbox to completely ignore hack on the fly and brute force and do all the other, all the other fuckery to get the data that a hacker can do. And then all I gotta do is soak to drain.
0: So, data chips are 10 data chips for 5 new yen.
2: So, half new yen a piece. And you need to take how many? Four? So, 2 new yen per fading? Yep. Yes. Well, that's cheap.
0: Yes. Yeah. So let me I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say I like the idea of the quality
1: the math is wrong. It it needs a cap. But that also just basically means that the new floor for threading complex forms or um compiling sprites is well, let's just say threading complex forms. The new floor is going to be whatever the cap is supposed to be on on eating internet protocols. Yeah.
0: It's it's an okay idea. It just needs adjustment. Because at the moment it is, what do you do during your downtime, Terry Technomancer? I go buy 2,000 new yen worth of data chips. I never take fading again. Yeah.
2: Then you get the GM who gets uh, they because I mean 2,000 data chips is a large order for a private citizen. Now I have this fake sin the...
0: right here that has a fake
1: license attached to it that says I'm a business person. A legitimate businessman.
2: Mm, true, okay.
1: There are ways you can get around it. Um, it will involve as a GM being a dick in order to prevent abuse.
0: I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily involve being a dick. It involves, hey man, this is clearly busted. Can we both agree to, to not
1: be dicks about it? Yeah, I mean, the other thing that you could do in order to slow it down is mandate that actual somewhat useful data data should be on there. It's like, yeah, it's it's not just garbage files, but I I personally feel better if they want to soak their fade by consuming, you know crunching data. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get make my headache go away by by eating all of this internet porn. So that, that works for me.
0: One of the things that um this actually reminds me of something else I wanted to touch on. Um in my Technomancer homebrew stuff that I was doing, um, Shameless Blood. Sh- I mean, it's a bunch of homebrew. I guess I could link it if people actually want to see it. but um, It was a dissonant thing that you could cannibalize devices you owned to... Uh, I think I had it set up to restore stun damage based upon the device rating. So if you wanted to go heal yourself for whatever, here you go, go Buy a bunch of metal links and just nom, nom, nom,
1: just chomp down on them. Sure. Um, and this has the same kind of feeling, yeah. But it's just a straight up, yeah. For uh, for for uh, twelve nuyen, there goes three Fade. Yeah. Or six Fade.
0: Whatever it is. Um, it actually reminds me of the draining echo or the draining spike echo that lets yes. you heal stun ne- or heal matrix damage or stun damage. Off Which, of your data spikes.
1: Yeah, and I guess for a Techno Master, Matrix Damage and Stun Damage is the exact same thing. Yeah.
0: And it it's kind of broken, because you could just have...
1: Well, I'm already carrying around
0: 2,000 data chips, let me just... Oh, you, you shot me, hold on. I'm going to data spike this chip, and I don't care anymore. And i data spike this chip, I don't care anymore. Well, it's
2: sort of... Yeah, I guess it makes it so it's possible to do um, against, like, bullet damage. But right, if it's fading damage, which you are not going to take anyway because of groveler. Yeah. Because think—if it's fading damage, then you have to heal it over time because the rules strictly say it has right. to be healed over time.
0: I'm just worried about the guy carrying around a pocket full of data chips and being immune to bullets. Or you know, right. sensor tags. Yeah. Um, I have an idea for that theater team, so I can't talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else in the qualities and stuff that you guys want to talk about before we get into the next big bads and then close out?
2: Um, the one with the Matrix. Um, I like it. Oh, sorry. It's um, you can make your persona, your living persona, as part of a pan. Because previously that wasn't possible because personas aren't devices. Yeah. So you, you spend eight karma and now you are the master device of your pan. I like that. Because uh, if you want sleaze on your team, you need to then get a deck, right?
0: Yep. I would have liked so, to have seen this as just a here you go.
2: Yeah, that's true. That would have been nice.
1: I mean, I guess they're they're adding this stuff in, so you have to take this stuff and not immediately drop into a into an internet way.
0: I mean, I can understand the um, the reasoning in core for not allowing living personas to be devices because then you get, like, the Resonance 1 Street Samurai who then sleeves all of his stuff to himself and has a giant pile of sleeves because that's how those mental attributes work out, and then all of a sudden he just runs silently with all those things and
1: doesn't have to get a deck for a decker to do it. Well, now you've got a Cyber Adept that can do the same thing. Yeah. Now it's just taxed. Yeah, and it's, I mean, this this is the... We know that Chatteron isn't balanced. There, there's going to be ways that people can can get around it. But this is also something that Technomancers have been asking for since FIT started. Is you know, Are we going to get a pan? And now they can.
0: And it also helps clean up a lot of the other stuff. Like, now as a pan, they could get things that apply noise reduction. Yes. Which is super great, because Noise used to just fuck over Technomancers, and Deckers ignored it. That's right. They
1: can wear their Fresnel fabric hammer pants.
0: Um, do spring pose. Uh, you guys have any input on the tribes, the technomancer magical groups?
1: Uh, I already talked about it a bit. Um, it's great having submersion groups to get the discount on submersion. Although the ones that are in there is like, uh, great. We're gonna have more AI bullshit coming up, and it's gonna play into the. Dark big internet baths at the end of the book.
2: Uh, I like, th- the one thing I like about tribes is, uh, there's, you know, examples of what to expect. So if you're playing a new technomancer, you can read up on it and go, all right, I'm part of a tribe that's like this instead of just trying to make stuff up on the fly.
1: Right. Digital flash mobs. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, Well, that's what the, uh, that's what the, uh, knockoff line grenades are for get one of those flash bobs, just throw one of those in there. See's who's left standing. But I digress. Uh yeah, the it's it's nice to have them. It's nice to see what to expect. Um I mean it just further kind of reinforces the technomancers or internet wizards. Yeah. And you know, having the residence realms um and wild hosts. Wild hosts are weird, but I guess it's a foundation run without it being a foundation run, which makes sense. Um, and then resonance realms are they're they're straight up astral realms for technomancers.
2: Yeah, but I mean the thing I don't like about the resonance realms and wild hosts is they are a matrix only place, and I usually run so there's one matrix person on the team because otherwise it gets annoying. So then everyone else is just you know doing nothing during those blocks of time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice to have the stuff there for, for, for niche runs. Like if you're going to do a, an all matrix run that isn't going into a foundation, having, having a wild host is pretty great because that's how you can get pay data. Um, and then I think the resonance realms, the only thing I really see of that is it plays into the stuff about the nulls that, uh, we'll be talking about here in a second.
0: Man, I should totally put up. I mean, I did it once, but it was like a, a Resonance Realm adventure on one of the, the Shadow Walking games I did. But, uh... That's neither here nor there. That's a video for the channel another day. Um, so yeah, Nulls.
1: The Null Conspiracy. They just
0: hate people on their, their Matrix.
1: Right, so we've got the otherworldly old men um, shaking their sticks at the kids on their lawn. Um... It's it's pretty clear that these are going to be the uh, these these are going to be the catalysts that move us off of the current uh, internet uh, powered by a forsaken child and into something that uh, is more I guess logical in how the uh, thing is built.
0: It's basically instead of the matrix exploding again like it's already done twice, it's just going to be like, well, the matrix is a silly place. Let's not go there.
2: Yeah, because in there somewhere, I can't remember where I read it, but it literally said maybe we should start a second matrix, secondary matrix, where there are no nulls.
1: Right. And I think what they're trying to avoid is Crash 3.0. They want to do a voluntary shift to a matrix that allows them to rewrite the matrix rules and then also have the old Matrix there, so they've got the horrors of the internet trying to kill them while they're trying to grab data off of hosts that uh, God isn't watching anymore.
0: Yeah, that's neat. I mean, it's just like how we have nowadays where we we throw in the occasional, um, which we call it the occasional, like, offline host. Mm -hmm. It'll just be like, oh, well, instead of this offline host, here's this old Matrix host! Woo! Spooky! Wow, the girlfriend is scared. She just said so because of the spooky internet.
2: So, my biggest complaint about this chapter, though, is they the the fluff says that all of the um what is it uh things the the nulls they look different, like they have a different persona, mm-hmm. but all the art is they look halfway between like a weird ghoul crossed with the Silence from Doctor Who.
0: I mean. How do you know they're all different nulls? What if it's only the one null? It's a conspiracy
1: at all. So okay. yeah, right. Um the the I think the thing with that is we have so many um art assets for a book and they're all just kind of you know, we our art budget ran out by the time we got to the null conspiracy, so you're only getting one.
0: Yo, one let site. me just Talk for a moment about reusing some of the art. And how it's kind of dumb. Oh my god, data fails.
1: It's Go just kind of irksome, but you know, there. That's me. I got it out. Yeah, I. That was that was one of my small beefs about Guild Code is that they reused uh, assets from Data Trails. I was like, why? But yes, Nulls, Um It's it's a great little piece, and yeah, all of the all of the art makes it look. Humanoid, they've got triangular mouths, they uh, they eat people, or at least they, they eat um, internet people, and they hate everything on the Matrix that is not host. And the other bit is that the resonance and dissonance realms are spreading, and it's really turning this iteration of the Matrix into another metaplane. Spooky. It is. So I think what we'll see is we will see a transition from Matrix 3.0 to Matrix 4.0. Um, this Matrix will exist on a different uh, wireless band, and I think a lot of the shadow runs are going to be for people to go onto the old Matrix and avoid getting eaten by the nulls in order to get the really nice pay data that uh, didn't make it over during the uh, conversion.
0: It does also give the idea um, when they started bringing back Chicago, and they, it's like, oh, here's a big thing, you can send your uh, you send your shadow Shadowrunners in to get, to recover this old information to prove ownership of this, that, the other thing that, here's this thing, it's like, oh, you can go into the old Matrix to do a similar thing.
1: Yeah, it, it's going to give you, it's going to give you that chance it's going to give you a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunities for runs there but I think we've got a couple of books. Probably I would say we've got about a calendar year until we see that really come to fruition because next calendar year we're talking Shadowrun's 30th anniversary. Um, if, if it were me and I know that my thoughts are echoed by others who are currently listening. Hello. If it were me 6th edition would come out on the 30th anniversary. Like We'd we'd end it in 2019. We'd move the sixth edition 2019. Boom! All sorts of cool shit happening. It's it's a perfect time for it. Will that happen? Don't know. But that's what I would do if I owned the IP.
0: Did fifth edition come out on a some kind of
1: anniversary? Uh, it did not. The CGL released the 20th anniversary edition of fourth edition ten right. years ago. Um, and then not long after, they transitioned to fifth.
0: Um. I don't know, I feel like you're getting a little conspiracy theory-ish. Uh, Shadowrunner. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, moving out of crazy conspiracy theories, is there anything else you guys want to talk about with the
1: Nulls? Um, I think they're interesting. I need to go back through Dark Terrors and see how they started, and that'll give me a timeline idea of when I can expect them to act again. I think we probably have, after, um, after Better Than Bad, we may see them again.
0: I wouldn't see anything happening with them in better than bad because it doesn't seem to fit the theme of a hooding book. Right. But a, uh, attitude or whatever book style thing that no future is supposed to be. I could totally see. Cause that's, cause attitude had to deal with all kinds of aspects of six world life. Right. Right. So the matrix is a part of six world life. So if you're making a book like that, clearly that seems to be the place for that kind of stuff to happen.
1: Yeah. I agree with that.
0: Um, and then I guess the last section of the book is got a bunch of techno critters, both the physical things and
1: digital things.
2: So I like techno critters just as a rule of thumb. So I like these guys. My biggest complaint is knowing what the base species is.
0: I could see that being annoying. Right.
2: Cause like what's a testudinus? That's how you pronounce it. It's a turtle. It's a matrix turtle. Hmm. Right, like pachydermis, or pachyderms and crocodilians, those ones are obvious. Uh, yogi's a bear? Yeah. You know, primates, like what's a geth? No. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to skim it quickly to see, and I'm going to give up. Cool. I don't... Snakes. Snakes.
0: I don't remember how many right. of these were in Data Trails, or if any of them were.
2: Uh, No, they came in the... Uh... Creature book, what was that called? Howling Shadows, Howling that's Shadows? what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's eight or nine, I think.
1: Yeah, there's more than a couple. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I liked them in Howling Shadows. I introduced some in my home game and everyone liked them, so
1: Part
0: of me is like, well but you already released this stuff, but then part of me is like, Well, this is, you want this to be the book that you can just slap down on the table and be like, here's everything you need to know about the Matrix. Yeah. Right. So, I'm, I'm more aware of so, that. I mean,
2: one thing I would like to see is having a creature book and having you know, these this is the base stats for dogs, this is the base stats for Hellhound for you know, and then like all the different types of dogs including the magical ones and technocritic ones. Just yeah. because having to jump through everything and figure out, like they're all across
1: the everything.
0: Uh, and then anybody want to bring anything up before we
1: get to the absolutely best thing? Nope, let's uh, go to the absolutely best thing. There's an index! There is an index, holy yes. shit. Like, and it
0: seems good. It's yeah. Broken, it's, it's broken up like complex forms, and it lists all the pages for all the complex forms, and then critters, and echoes, and gear, and matrix, and all of that other stuff.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see a downloadable index of all the books combined. That would be great. But yes, this is a wonderful start.
1: And then I think that, I think that's it. I think we're through the book. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think so.
2: Yeah, cause they have, you know, the talks of you know, stat blocks for the different types of nulls. Um, yep. Looks kind of very glazed over the wild hosts, but yeah, looks whatever. Yeah, I
1: mean, for, for the average player, wild hosts don't really mean anything. It's, it's decent for GMs, but GMs already have a really big toolbox for matrix assets. So it, it's a nice-to-have, but not a need-to-have.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's also, I mean, for hosts, for Matrix stuff, you have, if you want to go weird, you go Foundation, and then you also have the base all of the Matrix. Adding another wild area doesn't really add much, I find.
1: Right. right. Thematically, I think it also plays into the the, the resonance realms uh, leading into the Matrix, uh, Matrix powered by Forsaken Child, and the whole null conspiracy, um, they're, they're all interconnected.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lore wise, there's stuff about it, but gameplay wise, it just kind of seems redundant.
1: Yeah. I'll agree with that.
2: But yeah. I think that's about it. I have no more notes in my stuff.
1: Yeah. That's it for me too. Uh, well, then it's a shame that
0: Mary Sue just sent me a message of what do you wish was in the book that what isn't?
1: Uh, for me personally, um, Clockwork's Death. I think I've said that a couple times. I'll say it again. Um, I wish that fucker was dead. Um, You know, I'm not big on Matrix assets. I don't play Deckers well. I've played a Techno never. Um, And I I like this book. It's got... It expanded Technomancers a lot. So I don't think I need anything else added. I think we just need some stuff cleaned up. Chuck?
2: I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um... Some good positive qualities for deckers only that aren't just, that are more fluff worthy than, and stuff. Cause the, there's like four there, but they're just garbage. That's probably about it.
0: I, I can get behind that. Um, it seems like there could be some more things that could be definitely added in that, that aren't just like overclocker that's, you know, here you go, have, have plus one attribute, that's boring, you know? Um, yeah,
2: cause there's like, here we have deck builders, so you add an extra module. Okay, which but is, you didn't add... Which is good. But you didn't add any more modules in this book. I guess that's <laughs> something I would like. More modules in this book, right? Something different than, like, the base five. Something to compete with the normal ones everyone takes. Yeah. Um.
0: Which, by the way, to touch on it, it totally nerfed some of. Yeah. It's like, nope. No more virtual machine. Nope, gone now. Thank God. Also true. Um, More messages from Mary. Mary Sue. a missed opportunity here if there is one uh i don't think there's um i don't think there's a whole lot of missed opportunity they could have gone a little crazier with some of the stuff i don't know what the actual like size word count locked in aspects of anything was um but at the same time i don't know if the game could have sustained another thing like forbidden arcana
2: yeah, I don't think you want anything big in this book because this is a what, advanced matrix book. You don't want to change everything how it works with this book. Right. You should just build on the previous.
0: Um it's one of those things where this is you could go to two different tables and you would have four different interpretations of most of the rules and God forbid you tried to be a technomancer rigger. This book needed to be solid from the bottom up and um there's. Whenever people come up and ask about Forbidden Arcana, I tell them to just forget the entire book existed. Because with every book, there are certain things that GMs are like, will look at and be like, eh, no. Uh, hard Targets had spell blades, which are kind of broken. At the very least, Mana Blade is horrifically broken. Um, Street Grimoire had Channeling, which a lot of people are like, nope. Um, this book has Groveler which is completely busted. And the Draining Echo is also completely busted. But I don't think that there is anything else really in the book that I would look at and be like, nope, not at my table. Do you guys have any ideas on things like that?
2: Oh, not right now. Not on with that. But the um, that deck that you talked about, that was uh, the customized deck, the X, um, you said it was times two rating. It's plus two rating of programs that it can run. Still a lot, right? Rating 6 would be 8 programs, but not the 12.
1: Right, but I mean... Small correction, yeah. It's a lot. It, yeah, 8 programs yeah. is a ton.
2: Yeah, just not as bad as 12. Um, Sorry to interrupt.
0: No, you're fine. Um, where when you look at Forbidden Arcana, there's things like Blood Magic PCs, there's things like the way a bunch of the qualities work, there's Fault of Ages, there's... Um, a bunch of other things that are just like, you know what? It is easier to throw the book away than to try and pick the like three or four good things out of it to allow.
1: Yeah. Whereas this is the opposite of that. There's at first I was I was a little leery about dissonant tech uh dissident streams, but after looking at them, it's not really. I mean, you're gonna piss your team off by being a dissident technomancer if they find out, but There's not a bounty on you like there are with Blood Mages, so at least you've got that going for you. Awesome.
0: Um, If you guys don't have anything else,
1: I don't know if you do. Um, I personally don't. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I know I talk a lot. And for those listening and are interested, when Better Than Bad comes out, I will be doing another review on uh, the Shadowrun subreddit. And I am currently also writing a multi-part series I call Attitude.0, which is a rewriting of Attitude before, uh, No Future comes up. So keep an eye out for that.
0: What you should do is in part after you write part two, is go back into part one and edit in a link to it. And then I'll put part one in the, uh, the video slash file description so people can click on it and then they can just follow them down the, down the daisy chain.
1: Yes, the other thing I will be doing is I will be building an, um, off-reddit site that will have an index of all of this and, uh, as well as the reviews and other posts that I've done. So once I've got all that, uh, there, then I can, we can even throw that in on the sidebar of the subreddit and... Absolutely. New folks will be able to come in and say, alright, this is what living in the sixth world is like. So that is my goal. And, uh, again, thanks for having me on. This was great. The quest for cheeseburgers. The quest for cheeseburgers. I will. I will finish that story, and I will. I will have that. I uh, will have that posted eventually. I look forward to that.
0: Um, I also look forward to better than bad coming out and doing another one of these. Uh, Chuck, do you have anything that you actually plug?
2: Um, the without a net podcast is the only thing I would plug.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> um. That being said, so here's, it's going to be just like the Street Lethal co- giveaway. You guys are probably not surprised by that. Um, so if you are a patron, that'll get you an entry. If you are, uh, if you leave an iTunes review, that'll get you an entry. And if you follow us on Podbean, which I will get all kinds of things together for you guys to make that easily accessible. Uh, each one of those things that you do will get you an entry, mainly because I think those are the only wins that I can easily track and compile a list from. So you can get up to three entries. And uh, what day do I want to do this on?
1: You should do it on
0: uh,
1: Wednesday, October third. A month? Everybody should to done ah. it by then. Okay, then do it on the. I would say Monday, the tenth. Tuesday. That goes on, on the weekend. Do it on September eleventh. <laughs>
0: Uh, mary sue suggests that I can you can also follow the Facebook page too I will make her compile that list and then add it to my other lists because I am lazy um, but I will do the drawing let's say let's say the 15th because I know I have off that day it'll be easy for me to do that day yeah mary sue I see you still there in the twitch chat you're gonna have to make people uh, you're gonna have to make a post and then people who respond to that post will get entered as well It'll be a post about the contest, and I'll give away a $25 gift card on DriveThruRPG so that you can buy the actual book, or really, whatever you want, but this is what I wanted to do with the Patreon money, because you guys are awesome, and the patrons help to support the show, obviously, but thus far, we've managed to pay for an external hard drive for me to Hold all of this stuff on, so that if my computer explodes, which has been known to happen, I've had video cards catch fire before. Um,
1: because you don't clean out your computer box. I've seen those pictures.
0: Uh, no, this was a this was a different time. Um, so we've we've paid for the hosting, we've paid for the external memory, we've paid for Kill Code and Street Lethal, we've paid for two copies of Street Lethal. We gave away because I screwed up the giveaway. You so do that again. don't. Don't put that evil on me, but... Too late. Uh, and then we'll be doing this. And then I guess the final thing I want to plug is I'm making... Well, I'm not making uh Mary Sue's going to run a Call of Cthulhu game for us for Halloween. So that'll be exciting.
1: It will be exciting. Um, I, will, uh, I will endorse that because I assisted her in a Call of Cthulhu game last year in which... Uh, I have uh, I have been told that we made a uh, we made a girl cry and uh, throw oh up. that yeah yes that
0: that was a Call of Cthulhu game that was Call of Cthulhu yeah oh man that's sorry so uh yeah um, you're not allowed to look be to it. around when we do that recording
1: oh y'all motherfuckers are in trouble fuck <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> so yeah no that'll be exciting. Um. Thank you guys for coming by, listening, and all of that other crap. I gotta get, get this
1: on various places. Um, so you do. Uh. Thanks again for having me, Chuck. It was wonderful to uh, talk with you. Um. And good luck decking on uh, the Without a Net podcast. Oh, he's
2: going to oh, need thank it. You. <laughs> yes. Thank you, and uh,
1: pleasure to meet you. I guess I can hit the stop button now, right? Sounds about right. Yes. Yes, you can.